I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton, or JMS if you're lazy. Uh, I just bit my own tongue, stuttering on lazy. <laughs> I'm a comedian, I can't talk, apparently, and I don't know a fucking thing about anything. That is why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am leaning in. I've learned how to Skype. This is my first Skype episode, so much, much more to come. I apologize if the quality is slightly lower because of the call, but I tried to do my best to give you the best quality we can. I think it sounds pretty good. Um, anyway, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to more content, more things that are available to us now that I've finally decided to learn virtual technology, which apparently has been pretty easy this whole time. Anyway, please subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a rating or review. It helps other people find the podcast so more of us can learn answers to our ignorant questions. And thank you so, so, so much to all the new subscribers and reviewers. And big shout out to my best idiots forever, Gene and Kathy, on Patreon. That's right. I have a Patreon. That's why I'm not selling you shit on here. Uh, that is a bunch of garbage trying to make money because I'm supported by viewers like you. I call you viewers because I imagine you staring at your phone, which does not have a video of me. Just totally enthralled. What is she going to ask next? Who is this moron? Head over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. All one word, no spaces, no hashtags. Uh, and you can get involved. I send postcards every month to some of my patrons. There's bonus content. I'm, I mean, I might have to get creative with these postcards, you guys. Usually I send from somewhere I've been and I'm off the road for a while until further notice, I think. Although I do have a show scheduled May 9th in Anchorage, Alaska, if you're up there. Fingers crossed that maybe uh, people listen to the rules and this thing cools down faster than they are anticipating. Well, I doubt that will happen. Sold my ticket and I am plugging forward with promoting that show because frankly I need something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be bonus episodes and also I'm bringing back Google Hangs for the 25 and up patrons. I uh, switched it up because of my schedule and I offered something else. I'm going to continue offering, you know, VIP tickets and stuff for when shows come back. But uh, I realize that's not a feasible thing right now anyway and let's connect so you can spend an hour with me every month just chatting asking whatever you want shooting the shit and uh bonus content like i said postcards might get creative maybe some uh, handcrafted cards i'll, uh, I'll talk to my patrons and, and see what we're thinking so thank you to all of those people shout out to my brand new patrons john krug and ashley hines uh John has been following for a long time, long time listener, sends a lot of memes, posts in the Facebook group. If you guys are interested in getting involved more with the podcast, you don't have to be a patron to be in the Facebook group. It's ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Ask your ignorant questions. Maybe you have a perspective that you're like, a lot of people disagree with this and you want to start a conversation. Safe space for unsafe questions. No name calling, just friendly discussions 
agreeing to disagree if we have to. But, uh, and funny memes from people like John and Ashley Hines, all the way from Freiburg, Germany. Fucking cool. We are spreading like the coronavirus. Dear God. Uh, speaking of which, uh, that was not an intentional segue, but my guest this week uh, is a physician's assistant in America in an emergency room. Amber Jansen, she is a friend of mine, working her butt off right now in uh, in crazy times. So a lot of you guys sent questions in the Facebook group, and I asked some of my own, I asked yours, and she was very informative. Uh, it was a great interview. We kept it concise. It's not too long, but she answered a lot of questions and uh, said that she's happy to come back if we want a follow-up episode. So you guys know where to find me. Facebook group's probably the easiest, but JMS Comedy all over the web. Let me know what you think. Uh, and um, other than that, no other shows to plug, obviously. I have a new series coming out on Instagram, IGTV, uh, Quarantine Weekly with my friend Jeffrey Baldinger, who I am co-writing a musical with. Um, so go over to Instagram.com slash Quarantine Weekly. We're going to just do... Uh, it's it's very low budget. It's homemade videos. We are separate. The guests are separate. We're cutting to our friends who are a lot of hilarious comedians that you guys know and love. Uh, just a way to make something, a little, little extra thing for you to consume once a week. Kind of giving you updates from around the web. And uh, also on my other podcast, Name That Pod, that I co-host with the incredible Nicole Amy Schreiber, we're starting sort of a book club. We're going to read the tipping point and go chapter by chapter, breaking down what we've learned, what we think. And then after the tipping point is done, Nicole Amy Schreiber, who is a, I won't name her age because she's going to reveal that uh, after her birthday this year, um, who has never read the Harry Potter books. We're going to go two chapters at a time, the whole series, reviewing Harry Potter from the perspective of her, someone who's never read it, and me, someone who is an absolute dork about it. Uh, shout out to all of my, you know, Hogwarts friends out there. Uh, and then at the end of each uh, book, we're going to write, not write, we're going to watch the movie and discuss the differences, talk about what we think. We'll be doing our regular scheduled uh, chatting about nothing episodes, but that's an extra bonus thing. If you want to jump in, follow along. I just downloaded um, the tipping point so you can read along with us. And then, I don't know, maybe we'll do the artist's way after we get through Harry Potter. Who knows? The world is our oyster, and I am deathly allergic to shellfish. Here you go, Amber Jansen. Hey, idiots. I am here. Well, I'm on the phone, because I can't be anywhere, with my <laughs> my dear friend, Amber Jansen. Um, thank you for joining me, Amber. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, so let's just dive into it. You All are right. a physician's assistant in an emergency room. Correct. That is... <laughs> fucking crazy yeah it's really like it's a scary time to be in an emergency room i mean that is a crazy job in general and then you pile on what's going on right now i mean well let's talk about that i guess how has like your job and interactions changed over the past few weeks well i mean you know a lot of times healthcare in general is a lot of times it just feels like a regular job you know i see people and I treat their problems. A lot of times it's not really that big of a deal. People come to the emergency room for everything and anything. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it is serious. And so sometimes you feel the weight of, sometimes I feel the weight of my job. Um, but usually, you know, I just go to work, 
I do my thing. I come home and I really don't stress about it all that much. Like you kind of leave except it at work. occasionally. Yeah. Except for occasionally, you know, I have a patient here or there that will kind of stick with me. But in the last few weeks, everything has changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the, just the stress of like not knowing how to manage this. We don't know as literally every single day, everything changes. The protocol for how we're supposed to deal with these patients change. The th- we're learning more and more about the disease process and if we can treat it and everything changes every single day. And so we've been like scrambling to figure out protocols and it's just like, it's just a mess. We're starting to get it a little bit more ironed out now. So I'm feeling a little safer, but, um, in the beginning it was just like being, we were basically just exposed to sort of everybody because we didn't know wow. what we were doing. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're just kind of like flying by the seat of your pants. They're discovering so much day by day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, you know, we're running out of ways to protect ourselves and the CDC keeps changing their guidelines and they're not really protecting us. And so we're feeling nervous um, about oh that. My gosh. It's just really stressful. Really? Okay. So like, are you guys having, uh, what kind of supplies? Are you having like supply scarcity? Uh, yes, we are. We are incredibly scarce on basically everything. Uh, masks have been the biggest thing. I've like, reached out to my friends and family. And I know I saw them, that. Instagram, you literally Instagram post. Like, does anyone know anyone? Yeah, I mean, we're that desperate. You know, we got to a point where we had like a hundred masks in the entire hospital and they were rationing our masks and they were Jesus. giving us surgical masks as opposed to N95 masks. And we'd get one for a 10 hour shift, which just is not enough. So, no, you're supposed to switch to them all the time, right? Yeah, like wow. between every patient, you know. And so, I'd reached out to friends and family, and people have been really supportive and donated masks, which is amazing. So, oh my we God, actually. Thank God. Yeah, so we have a lot more now, which is great, but it's been really stressful. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine. Are, so would you say before the virus, are there a lot of people who come to the emergency room for things that you're like, this isn't an emergency? Yeah, like, like my <laughs> finger has been tingling for the last three months. Like, what can you do about it? Yeah, they're just like the like, stupidest complaints in the world. I mean, no shade thrown. <laughs> I've been to an emergency room like, two times and had them be like, this is gas. And been like, are you sure? Um, <laughs> like, I'm that I mean, it asshole. Happens. It happens. But I'm like, it's you my know? kidney failing. And they're like, it's a fart trapped in your side. And I'm like, oh, well, it sure does hurt. It's a good day. I called out of work for this. Um, wow. So, yeah, so this- but you know what? People are really heeding the warning to stay home. And so we okay. really haven't had any stupid complaints lately, which is amazing. We really appreciate it. Because things are really going to get crazy in the next few weeks. And we're just not going to have the time or the space to be dealing with stuff like that. With the extra stuff. Are you getting a lot of people coming in with, like, worried they might have it? Yeah. I mean, and at this point, so in the beginning, it was a lot of people worried that they might have it. And now, as things have kind of progressed and and now that there's more of, like, a community spread going on, we're getting people who actually do have it. Um, a lot of people and a lot of people we can't test. And so it's really, um, I think it's really frustrating for a lot of people because they come in and they're like, I have all these symptoms. I'm like, pretty sure I have it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have it too, but I can't test you. Is that what you guys have to do? Yeah. So we just send them home. Who gets tested? Because I feel like, how are celebrities getting all these tests? Because they're just rich. I know. It's really and they just, like, pay a doctor to get directly yeah. to the, like, supply. Yeah, exactly. And they're asymptomatic, like all these basketball players. Um, so they're wasting the tests. Yeah. <laughs> well, not no, wasting, all- I guess. 
Um, so, since some of them had it, I don't know. Some of them but. had it. Yeah, I know. So it's really, it's confusing. And the, the public health department changes their criteria for when they test or when they want us to test all the time. Um, so right now they've changed it again because we're running low. Yeah. Um, and so at this point, we're only testing people who are being admitted. So if they're like really, really, really sick, um, mm. we're testing healthcare workers, um, and like, EMTs so you guys get firemen. tested. We're allowed to get tested. Yeah. Wow. There's so. a, I have a listener in the UK who asked, who asked about that because she said in the UK, um, they're not, the staff isn't allowed to get tested. That's like, yeah, they don't that have just enough tests. Yeah, that just changed for us like three days ago. So we're like, wow. Because it was like this just like either like (laughs) stay home and let him be short staffed or just fucking suck it up and maybe be passing it on. And it's like, yeah, okay, Yeah. Um, So uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You Uh, go. um, the, The criteria for us in quarantine is different. Like, so we if if we do have it, or if we do have symptoms, we are only supposed to stay home for like a few days basically. And then we can come back and I guess just spread it to everyone. I don't know. It's a mess. (laughs) Just stay home for as long as you can't stand up and then, and then come back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Come out here, cough on the patients. It's fine. Uh, No, it's it's obviously not like that, but it's, well, I mean, basically, I mean, it's so contagious. It actually kind of is. It's so contagious too. And like, you know, we're obviously, we're running out of supplies. We're running out of ways to protect ourselves. So the risk of us healthcare workers getting it is so high and then spreading it to everyone else it's just like we're we're nervous so you're like probably constantly like nervous and stressed about that right I mean constantly yeah I mean constantly yeah I mean I'm assuming you've seen people who have it like severely yeah come in wow and they I mean they get really sick you know I've even seen a lot of young people like young otherwise healthy people who get really sick and have to go to the ICU and it's like it's it's terrifying yeah, I had, totally a friend, I had a friend go in, I think, to, like, Cedars yesterday. She posted about it. She's really sick. She's got the whole, like, scary chest, like, kind of cough and uh-huh. fever. And they basically said what you said. They're like, well, you're not, you're, like, not bad enough that you need to be admitted. So they, they just home. told her, yeah, just go home yeah. and don't see anyone. And she's like, cool, just be isolated while I feel like I'm, I've never felt worse in my life. Great, 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 great. Yeah, um, I know. It's like, really terrifying. But it's just sort of this, like, nobody knows what to do right now. So it's everyone's making it up as they go. They're... I mean, I, oh, sorry. No, no, no. And then it's like, I don't know if how, like, if the CDC, you know, it's like, I don't know if this government agency is doing the best they can or if they're just like, there's so much misinformation. It's hard to tell. Yeah, and all of their guidelines are just really convenient based on supplies. So it's like, okay, first it's respiratory communication, which, um, which means, like, you know, if I, like, sneeze or cough, it's, like, in the air. Uh, it's in the air, and it's airborne, which means that we need to wear N95 masks. And then as we started to run low on N95 masks, they were like, oh, um, we changed it. It's actually, like, contact, which just means if you touch something, then you can get it, and it's not respiratory. Oh, so, so they're, as- like... As saying it's not airborne because there's nothing they can do. Oh yeah, my so God. As supplies start dwindling, seriously, they changed the protocol. And their most recent recommendation for us is to wear scarves, like bandanas. As scarves? <gasps> I swear, I, I heard someone say that and I thought it was a joke. Like, I you mean just like if you're out of masks? 
Yeah. And so that's why all of these people, I don't know if you've seen on Facebook, like people are making masks for healthcare workers out of fucking fabric. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, is I this thought- the influenza pandemic of 1919? Like, certainly we can make more N95 masks, right? Yeah, it's like we must have the supplies. <laughs> like I'm, somewhere. Just, it's like, supposed to be the Wild possible. West in <laughs> every hospital. I mean, it's crazy what's happening right now. Like, everything was normal. Like, Three and a half weeks ago, you know? Isn't that crazy how quickly it went to like, oh, <laughs> just fucking shit. shit. That's yeah. so crazy. It's a And trip. the fact that they're, oh, the fact that they're changing it based on that, instead of just owning it and being like, look, we're, we have a shortage and just fucking be careful. Like, I know. It <clears> makes you feel can't. even less safe. Oh my God. I'm just, I just cleared my throat in public and then I had to like look around like, no, it's just, <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> I know you can't do anything in public. I saw someone, someone sneezed in the line at um, Ralph's the other day. And I was like, <gasps> I've done that. I have like such bad allergies. Like I've had them for like two months. It's just that time of year for me. It really and is. I sneezed the other day. And then I immediately was like, <gasps> I know you just feel like everyone around you is like, <gasps> the music stops. Like they're like, get her, but they're not, <laughs> they're just going to leave you alone. So I guess that's fine. Oh. I don't know. Are you trying to do anything like in your off time for like stress management or anything? Like I am, I just, I've been working a lot. And so, yeah, what is, has your schedule increased? No, the schedule hasn't changed, but I was like just scheduled to be working a ton at the end of the month, anyways. Um, And so, when I'm not working, I feel like I'm just like talking to people about it, you know, or like frantically like looking at the news. I, I'm like a little bit yesterday I tried to do a better job of just like taking a little bit of a Shutting step back off. and like not obsessively looking at the news and like chatting with friends via FaceTime and not really talking about it just because it's like kind of gotten to the you, point where I'm just super overwhelmed. Well, yeah, you're surrounded by it. I mean, I can't even imagine. I've been doing that just as someone who, you know, is inundated with news, like any regular person who uses the Internet. I've been. Yeah. I was somehow in quarantine or self-isolation or whatever they're fucking calling it, safer at home. I've used my phone less because it's like, yeah, I don't want to see the article you're sharing about how this is yeah. the end of the world. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, I think it's just going to, it's going to eat us alive. We're all sitting at home and like, this is the, all that we're getting. And it's like, okay, you got to like take a little time out, do a little home yoga or something. Absolutely. I'm literally like... About- yeah, I'm starting. I'm doing like yoga with Adrian in a YouTube series like today. Oh, nice. And me and my friend are like texting each other like, let's be accountable. And I'm watching way more TV than I ever watch. I know. Well, if you not- have any recommendations, let me know because I, I mean, like, I need some new shows. Um, have you already yeah. watched Love is Blind? Because my. Oh my God. God. Um, <laughs> oh my and the, God. And the circle, it's like they've been preparing for quarantine this whole time. <laughs> I know, right? Like they're used to this. Uh, seriously uh, the circle was one of my favorites I need one of those I need another show like that I want to get yeah, lost no. in something like really just mind numbing and exactly or it's like, <laughs> you don't have to think you don't have to be invested it's just like yeah, I don't want it to be like dramatic nice exactly no I know I and, be dumb yeah and Andy <laughs> like my boyfriend for the listeners who don't already know that but I'm sure they do I've talked about him but like he started watching this like dramatic ass show and like somebody stole someone's baby. And I was like, why are you watching a soap opera? I know. I know. He tried to get me to watch. Fire. 
Seriously, he tried to get me to watch Westworld. I watched like the first 10 minutes and I was like, mm, this is just too much. Just absolutely not. <laughs> wow. can't do this right now. Are there people who show up expecting you guys to have like a cure for coronavirus? No, I think that the media has done a good enough job at this point of informing people um, like what the disease process is. Although yesterday... Um, I like the only light at the end of this tunnel that I've seen so far is there's a new study coming out from France. Hydrochloroquine. Shows, yeah. And Z-Packs. Yeah. Yeah. Two Dude, different I'm, medications. I'm, sorry, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited, know, I'm, but like, I'm I can't so, see your face. So I'm like, can't take visual cues. <laughs> no, sorry. I have like a the face for a podcast right now. I was like, I can't, I can't do a video. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it, the, the study only had 30 people in it, but it was incredibly promising. And I saw that yesterday morning, like at 6 a.m., right when I got to work. And it was like, okay, I'm, fe- I'm finally feeling so much better like, about this. Like there's something hope maybe coming. Yeah, which is like nice. it, literally for the first time, I felt a little bit of hope. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. The only what a nice thing feeling. Is that the, all the medications are on back order right now, but I think. Listen, girl, hydrochloroquine is Plaquenil. That's my RA meds. I went off those a year ago. I'm sitting on a stack of it. So you get some oh, Z packs. Really? Yeah, I've got the. I've got hydrochloroquine. We'll just make a a bunk Let's ass team lab. Up. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. We'll just start know, selling actually- janky cures. <laughs> put it in a, like put it in like a face mask that people can put on. Oh, just like, like rub the- it on your face. You'll be fine. <laughs> we can trade it. We'll have like a new bartering system. Like I'll give you toilet paper if you give me Plaquenil. For real. I thought that was so interesting because I saw the initial just like tweet about it and I was like, hydrochloroquine. Wait, that's anti-malarial. That's what they use also for rheumatoid arthritis. But I, yeah, what an interesting combo. I wonder like what other well, meds they, they went through or like maybe they have research know. i don't know yeah they're doing some research there's another antiviral that's a lot more expensive and is looking a lot less promising so huh. interesting um yeah and they actually like one of the theories is the reason that this isn't so the coronavirus isn't so widespread in africa is because like basically the entire continent is on plaquenil for malaria and same with south america <gasps> oh that is such a good point because because of malaria. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the theories. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, truly. I, yeah. But, you so know, I'm, hopefully, I'm like, I'll just. I'm a thousand times more hopeful at this point than I was, you know, two days ago. Because <laughs> yesterday, driving to work, I was just, like, so scared. A healthcare worker, like, 10% of all of the deaths in Italy are healthcare workers. <gasps> um, oh, no. Yeah, healthcare workers have a much higher mortality rate than the average person. And I'm just like, oh, if I get Because well, you guys are exposed die. to it more, but also, like, exposed to who knows what else. Because there's people coming in who probably have, you know, who have other viruses. Right. And, like, are there any precautions or like is there anything being done in hospitals to try to like separate other non-covid patients from the covid ones or is it just like we're putting people wherever we can no so we're um in my er we finally got a tent set up outside and so Uh. everyone that we suspect may have covid which at this point is basically anyone with a cough and a fever Okay. or shortness of breath, they go into our tent. So they don't even come inside the hospital. So they're not infecting anyone unless they're really, really, really sick. 
And, um, and then we t- then we take them into the hospital, but we have separate rooms for them that are like ventilated in a certain way, um, to, so that they're not like infecting everyone else. So wow. basically, everyone that we just has like a mild case of it, just goes into the tent and then goes home. Oh wow! It's yeah. just sort of like a just drink a lot of water. <laughs> Seriously, like take some Advil and drink a lot of water and stay away from people. But you I know, like feel- a lot of people live with like their elder or their older parents and it's like yes. what are they what are they supposed to do i have no idea yeah they're like i'm Stay gonna away. take care of this old person and i'm yeah i know it's scary for like parents or like just thinking about more vulnerable communities but even they say that and then you hear about people who you know are getting it really bad who you wouldn't think are vulnerable so it's kind of like well fuck i know exactly um are there let me see do you feel like there's any common misconceptions about it? Anything that people, maybe like symptoms people have wrong or anything? Um, I think people understand it for the most part. Like it's 90% of people who have it have a fever. Um, basically everyone has a cough. Oftentimes it starts with a sore throat and then sort of works its way down. A lot of time people are sick for like two weeks and it's really mild. And then all of a sudden it becomes like severe shortness of breath. Um, fever, that sort of thing. Um, usually there's, it's pretty rare to have nausea and vomiting, but it can happen. Uh, um, but okay. it, yeah, it's pretty rare. Basically no one has diarrhea with it except for like, I think 4% of people or something. Um, Oof. so it's just, it's mostly just like the shortness of breath, cough, fever kind of stuff. And do they think that like, this has actually been in the States longer. Sorry, everyone who can hear my dog barking because we're at a park <laughs> and there's another dog. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mookie. Um, hi, everyone. Um, <laughs> the, do they think this has been in the States longer than it's been, like, a situation? Like, like, do they think it's been here since, like, November, December? Mm, um, probably since late December. It's actually really interesting. They can track the virus um, because as it is traveling, it's mutating. And so they've actually been able to track the virus Whoa. back to like the first family who got it in China. Um, and Whoa. that was in, yeah, it's really crazy. And that was in November. So at like, if they, if they look at that virus, it has like 180 base pairs or something. And every time it mutates and it travels to a new person, three of those base pairs change. So they can track it Holy all shit. the way back. Yeah. So they have like a, basically like a family tree of the virus. Of the virus. So, yeah, so they think that it started in China in, like, late November. Um, okay. But they they didn't start – I mean, the one person that came from Wuhan, China, to Seattle that had it, there was, like, apparently not another reported case for, like, six weeks. And then all of a sudden, a whole nursing home got Explosion. taken out. Yeah. yeah. So basically what they realized is that it was just spreading like a wildfire throughout the community, and they just weren't really testing. Because they didn't um, know that's what it was. It yeah. Was like- until old people, people started dying. And yeah, like, until God. people started dying of the same thing. And then they realized that it was all coronavirus. So, oh, you know, shit. it's definitely way more prevalent than we think because we're not testing. Absolutely. Um, well, that's, oh, that's what I would ask you about. So you guys, do you have like a limited number of tests? Like who does get tested? Yeah. So um, yesterday, I think we had a hundred tests. At the beginning of the day, we had a hundred tests left. I don't know how many we have today. I haven't looked at my emails. Yikes. But, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, before, like it, like I said, it keeps changing. And so 
we <clears throat> um, we were testing people just based on suspicion, like a few days ago, like the middle of yeah. last week. Um, if like we felt like we were 100% sure they had it, then we would test them a lot of times Yikes. and then just send them home, put them in quarantine. But now we can't do that really. Um, we're j- sorry, my dog's trying to eat my food. Um, we're just testing people that are like really, really sick and healthcare workers basically. Wow. So, so yeah. Oh. No, yeah, go ahead. So- um, so, you know, like from an epidemiology standpoint, it would be really nice to know like how widespread the disease is so we could track it better. And then like, maybe we can all come out of lockdown when we see it start to trend down, but we just like, don't even really have those numbers at this point. Wow. Do you think there's any, a lot of people think that, uh, like Trump, which transfers over to like the CDC, they like, don't want the numbers to like be out. Cause they're, they're like worried about <laughs> stock market shit. Maybe like they want to give an image that it's not as bad as it is. Yeah. But I think that what, I mean, maybe, but I think what that does is it just makes people more afraid yeah. um, because Agreed. you don't know how bad it is. I think when you're like a little bit more transparent about what's happening and we get like a real mortality estimate, um, then people have a little bit more peace of mind about like yeah. what direction things are going in or I don't know, or maybe they would be more afraid um, but right now, our mortality rate in the United States is not terrible, you know? It's no, way... relative to a lot of other places. Yeah, exactly. It's way better than, like, Italy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they are trying to hide it. I mean, they've definitely got their own agenda and, like, whatever they're For doing sure. is not working. But, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, I had a friend. This was in Nevada, so I don't know if the rules are different state to state or if you guys are going by, like, a national thing. But she was super sick. And the hospital told her, this is like a week or two ago, so maybe that was just what was going on then. They tested her for literally, they were like, we're going to test you for every other possible virus before we test you yeah. for corona. Yeah, and that's so what she we were had, doing. Okay. That's no, what we were doing like a week and a half ago. We were testing for influenza, RSV, and then doing a chest x-ray. And like if all of that was, because it's pretty rare to have a co-infection with like influenza and so if like oh, you're okay. influenza positive then we'd be like okay you don't have coronavirus but if all of that is negative then it's like well i don't know you probably have coronavirus or just a common mm. cold you should just go home yeah like, we don't just go home that's what i was curious about because they tested her she ended up having two different viruses i don't even know if they were probably bron- you know bronchitis or something or uh i don't even know if that's a virus but two different things it is, and then yeah. they were like well you have these so it's not that that's what I was curious about. If it's like, couldn't they coexist? But is it not common? It's really uncommon. Um, okay. Apparently, it can happen, but it's incredibly rare to have a co-infection. Okay. So we're just like kind of putting our eggs in that basket. And if you have influenza, you probably don't have coronavirus. But yeah. again, we don't really know. Yeah. Well, you're just doing the best you can. And then... <laughs> um, celebrities who are getting tested is that just rich people like sliding doctors money and i mean yeah they have their own <laughs> personal physicians and a That's lot of true. times their tests come back way faster because they just they have access to the right people because money <clears throat> talks i guess yeah it's Not just america it i know it's really frustrating though like i had a patient that i tested um and her test didn't come back for like five days and these celebrities are getting their tests back in, like, two days. And I'm just, like, she's actually, like, really sick. 
Uh, and it's all these like asymptomatic, like Chris Jenner just sitting on her couch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, she's fine. And she knows that she doesn't have coronavirus at the moment, you know, well, at this like, point, it's almost like, is this a, are celebrities <laughs> just trying to stay relevant? <laughs> I know. I know. I like, if you it. leave your house, you, I know. Right. They can like make a post about how they don't have it. Um, and if you leave your house and you touch literally anything, you might get it. So it doesn't even really matter, you know? Right. Um, wow. Is that, do you feel like it is like, it's like an airborne thing? I know it's gone back and forth, but is it like a, it's both, it's both airborne. It can survive in the air up to three hours, but it's also contact. So it can survive on stainless steel and plastic for up to three days. So say you, oh, three I days. Know. Okay. I've heard nine days and I was like, Jesus, no, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. Um, I mean, I think three days is crazy. Like that freaks me out so much. Like somebody yeah, just, no. like three days ago touches the same door handle that I do. And then I like touch my eye or something. Yeah. And I'm sick. Like that's crazy. Right. You and the face touching. It's like, I didn't know how much I touched my face. Yeah. Until they're like, don't touch your face. And I was like, well, I guess that's the only thing I've ever done my whole life. I know. I'm actually getting goggles today. So I'm like, do not touch oh, my eyeballs. Bless. Like, mask all day. Like, don't. Because it's so hard not to. And I have allergies right yeah. now, too. Like, my eyes watering, like, right as we speak. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, God. It's going to be hard at work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I guess... I don't, I'm trying to think of this is a weird question. I don't even know if you'd know the answer, but it just popped in my mind because my friend who I just mentioned who went to the ER and got tested for two other things or whatever. She's a mom, a new mom. Mm. Do is, mm-hmm. can viruses be passed through breast milk? Is that a thing? So no, but antibodies to viruses are passed through breast milk. So if she does have it, it's actually probably like better for her to breastfeed. Oh, so it's like you're passing on the things that like help yeah you've already built them up you. yeah wow, exactly okay. so you, you're passing on the things that protect you to your baby but you that's know amazing. one thing that's really 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 amazing and like sort of the saving grace of this virus is that it doesn't hurt kids so yeah but then they're yeah. just like the silent carriers little like, I know they're booger the monsters spreading it to grandma exactly <laughs> But they're not dying. So, like, I mean, can you imagine, though, if we were, like, just so many sick kids everywhere that were dying? It would I mean, be horrible. I would be horrifying. So, it's, like, at it's least... Not, I mean, it's bad either way, but, like, I'm just really thankful that it's not a yeah, at least sick and dying kids. Exactly. At least that's one population that doesn't seem to be really getting affected by it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I just need someone to come breastfeed me for safety, and I'll be good. <laughs> I'm sure um, you can oh, have we, someone donate their breast milk to you. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, shit. Um, just wrapping up, do you have any um, advice for, like, anyone, I mean, t- if you want to just, like, you know, second the, you know, self-quarantining, just advice to, like, try to stay as healthy as possible? Like, what's the best thing people can do? I mean, honestly, the best thing that anyone can do right now is stay home. Um, because like we, we were just talking about, this virus is incredibly contagious. Um, it's as I'm walking down the street, I'm like, well, stay I mean, inside, it's, everyone. It's <laughs> fine. Like, I was just outside with my dog, too, you know, but stay away from people. Um, Absolutely. Try to, like, I don't touch any door handle with my hand anymore. I use a sleeve or whatever Smart. I have. 
Um, but stay home as much as possible. Don't have friends over. Um, just, you know, like if you have your little, your roommates or your boyfriend or girlfriend or people like that, that you are close with or that you're living with. And like, that's obviously, you know, that's fine, but like try to stay away from people as much as possible. And if you have any extra N95 masks that you don't need, if you have more than you need, um, please donate them to your local emergency department or somebody that you know that works in healthcare because we are running out and it's really, really, really scary. Yes. Uh, and people can just, if someone just showed up to like a hospital and they're like, I just have these masks. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, great. Cool. Like, I would literally like burst into tears. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, seriously, it's a really big deal. Um, and, huh. and everyone across everywhere in the world is like dealing with the same shortage. So regard, like, regardless of where you live, it would be like a really, really, really appreciated donation. That's incredible. Um, and yeah. then if anyone's feeling symptoms, is it just, just how you would treat the flu? Like you said before, just like Advil and water and rest? Yeah. Yeah. Just stay, stay put. Um, and so, you know, if you are feeling symptoms that, and you do live with people, just kind of like quarantine yourself to your own room, disinfect okay. everything. Don't touch the same things that other people are touching. Um, and you know, if you're having really bad shortness of breath with a fever, um, you know, you're having trouble walking across your living room, that sort of thing, then absolutely come to the emergency department. But otherwise just stay home until more testing becomes available. And we can, you know, in that case, then we can test people. But at this point we just can't. (sighs) Oh man. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy, crazy day to, talk to of us course. about this. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, of course. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. You guys go give Amber or your local emergency room masks and we will talk to you soon. Bye idiots. Bye. Well, there you have it. All things, uh, emergency room, physician's assistant, coronavirus. Now from the incredible Amber Jansen. Uh, thank you so much to her for taking time out of her crazy schedule and for being out there on the front line putting herself at risk to help our loved ones to help us when we get sick go donate masks if you have extra masks that you've been hoarding like toilet paper uh you know maybe some of you are using the masks as toilet paper please don't do that uh donate them like she said to your nearest medical facility they are low and they appreciate it if you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed would love it if you would hit that subscribe button rate review it on itunes share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes big big thank you to john gene greg kathy and terry exclusive members of the league of extraordinary idiots on patreon again head on over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed if you want to get involved there uh get cool postcards we're gonna do google hangs bonus content you name it maybe i'll start doing some videos who knows um, follow at Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram to put faces to the voices you hear. And please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions for Amber or any guest, or you have a topic you'd like covered, something specific you uh, want to hear about, someone specific you want me to interview for that topic, let me know at JMS Comedy all over the internet or post it right in the Facebook group. Um, just look up Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots and you can post right there. I stay as involved as I can there, which is a lot nowadays. So just jump in there. 
and uh, keep giving suggestions, keep asking questions, because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening, and thank you for being patient with my ignorance. Stay healthy out there, idiots. 